Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today we're diving into the topic of believing in people's good intentions. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Today, we're going to really just focus on the impact of believing in people's intentions. And for this, I just want you guys to know that I am literally taking a step back and really focusing on my own growth in this journey. Now, I say it half teasingly most of the time on the podcast that I am a realist or better known as a pessimist. But I've been married to an optimist for about 11 years now, and I have learned so much from my kind, loving husband. And some of it, you know, was definitely an actual learning experience, and I had to be intentional with it. And then other things I've just picked up from him. And I just want to talk about the positivity in believing in people's intentions and how basically adopting a mindset that sees the good in everything can have a profound impact, you know, on your outlook and your well-being. So here are some points that I want to highlight for the importance of seeing the good in everything. And the first one is positive mental attitude. This is something that's huge for me. Seeing the good in situations, in people, in experiences, and all of that, it really promotes that positive mental attitude. This optimistic outlook can really help reduce stress, anxiety, and negativity, leading to improved overall mental well-being. And I can speak to this so, so well, because this is something I've experienced in my own personal life. I am an anxious, stressed out person, but over the years, I've really learned to settle into a more positive mindset and the implications are endless. Like it is so, so beneficial to me and has helped me even continue to grow and get to where I am today. I can tell you that recently I had a couple lapses in judgment and I was not having a positive mental attitude and it was hard. It really wore me out and I noticed myself really falling into old patterns and old habits when I'm exhausted, when I'm tired, when I'm overwhelmed. And so by keeping that kind of in perspective, it helps me remember, okay, what did we do going into the situation that really sort of stemmed those old feelings and old habits? And how can we guard against it? And generally, it comes back to my mindset. Now, of course, I can help that by getting more sleep and taking better care of myself mentally and physically and doing all those things, but really just being intentional with what's behind it. Another thing that I believe 
a positive outlook really helps with is resilience and adaptability. It allows us to focus on the positive aspects of a challenge and those setbacks and allowing those to kind of enhance our resilience and ability to adapt. It encourages you to view difficulties as opportunities for growth and learning, really enabling us to bounce back stronger from those setbacks. And I, again, can speak volumes to this because there have been times when I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I'm over this. It's not worth it. And honestly, I really adapted a mindset of like, if it impacts one person for the better, I'm here for it. I'm here for putting in the work, putting in the long hours. If it has a positive impact, even just for one person, that one person can take that and make so much with it. They can go and impact others. It can change their life forever. We've heard it on this podcast when guests are telling us that they've heard one episode of such and such podcast or one person who came into their life and said this one thing and it stuck with them. So if I have that opportunity to be that light in someone's world, sign me up. No matter what it takes to get there, no matter how many other people disregard what I say or think or do, if I can impact that one person, it is worth it. And so just building that resilience and that adaptability and saying, hey, I'm going to roll with the bunches. I'm going to go with what's being thrown at me today. I know, (laughs) and you guys can probably see this in my episodes, I am so much about systems and structures and processes that that adaptability hasn't always come natural for me. And now I go with the plan of like, we're going to have a plan but at least 20% of it's going to fall through. And that's okay because I'm going to move with it. I'm going to work with it. I'm going to make it happen. And then you just let it happen. That is such a big one for me personally because like I'll ask my husband like, what's our plan for tomorrow? And he'll tell me and then tomorrow comes and it kind of goes by the wayside and we kind of just do what we got to do. We got two puppies. We got a toddler. Like we both work full time. Like there's a lot going on there. So sometimes you just got to roll with it. And It has been so beneficial to me to be able to just roll with it, to be able to take that step back and say, okay, I'm here for it. I'm going to have a good day nonetheless, but I'm going to be flexible and I'm going to adapt and we're just going to make it happen however it happens. It's a really, really important mindset. I would also say that having that that positive mindset and really trying to control those thoughts and really err on the side of believing in other people enhances relationships and your ability to be empathetic. When you look for the good in others, you cultivate empathy and understanding. This positive perspective allows us to connect with people on a, so much of a deeper level and foster like relationships and in and build them on trust and appreciation versus thinking that everyone's going to do you wrong. Now, I'm in a lot of online groups on Facebook and different things. And recently, I saw someone come into this wedding, like wedding photographer group, and they were really upset by an inquiry that they got. And the inquiry read something to the effect of, you know, before I make this investment at $3,200, which is a really, really big investment for us, I want to see what you offer, what you do, what goes into your business and why you charge what you charge. And in fact, I would even love an itemized list of like how that $3,200 is accounted for in your business. And I will say there was hundreds, literally hundreds, three, three digits or more of comments saying like, 
not your ideal client. Wow, this guy's so entitled. This guy's so rude. How presumptuous of him to assume that you're just going to put all that out there. And I hopped on and I said, hey, unpopular opinion, but why are we mad at him? He's just asking questions. He's literally asking to be educated. He just wants to know what he's spending his money on. And if you ask me, there's no problem with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to know where you're investing your money and how you're investing it. I know that when I hire cleaners for the house, I will give them money and I respect what they're worth and what they want to be paid. But I want to know if they're licensed. I want to know some of their track record. I know that when I booked for my full-time gig, our employee summer party, I wanted an itemized receipt of why I was dropping the amount of money that I was dropping. And it wasn't even technically my money. It was my company's money. But I wanted to know what was what. And I really don't think that that's unreasonable. Now, I will say that, of course, as photographers, generally, you wouldn't itemize your hours worked and all these different things. But I think without saying no, you can still say yes, but you don't even have to give an itemized list to this potential client, right? You can say, hey, I pay for insurance. I have backup gear. I have contingency plans galore. I have liability insurance so that you know your venue can rest assured that I am professional and all these things without necessarily having to say this is exactly where every penny of that $3,200 goes. It's an opportunity to really educate people. And and that's where I always, almost always land, right? I'm always like, you know, this person has good intentions. They just want to make sure that they're signing up for what they really want. And they probably don't know how photographers work or they're not familiar with the magnitude of the wedding industry and why there's so many different people, right? And who knows, maybe this guy was talking to someone else who said, oh, I can do your wedding for $500 and listed out all this stuff. And he maybe saw a red flag and then just wanted to be educated why someone else might, you know, cost $3,200. So in that group, um, the original poster was like, okay, Katie, I'm here for this. What's speak your mind. Although most everyone else still thought that the guy was just a jerk, which is baffling to me. But I mean, I guess I'm less creative mindset and I'm more business mindset. So I totally understand someone wanting to know where their money's going. But again, having this positive mindset and assuming that he has good intentions and he just wants to learn and grow so that he can make the proper investment for his wedding and really ensure that he's hiring a professional by giving that intention to knowing those, you're enhancing that relationship and you're being empathetic. You're like, hey, Joe Schmo, I get it. You want to know where you're putting your money and you want to know what I'm going to do with it. And here's what that looks like. And, you know, divulge as much as you want or as little as you want. But that's an opportunity to educate someone. I believe, too, that really trusting the intentions of someone and giving them the benefit of the doubt really preserves relationships and trust. When you give someone the benefit of the doubt, you're choosing to trust their intentions and actions until proven otherwise. Okay. So some of us have might been burned, but let's not carry that on to every relationship. And this approach, at least for me, really helps prevent unnecessary conflicts and misunderstandings. By assuming the positive intent You are really fostering an atmosphere of trust and respect in your relationships, whether they're personal or professional. So this kind of goes both ways. You can do this in your business. You can do this in work. You can do this in life and family and love and happiness and everything. Because if you 
are giving someone the benefit of the doubt and know their intentions are well, and you truly believe this, you are going to extend them so much more grace. You're going to go easier on them. You're not going to build up this scar tissue against them in your own mind of why they're not good at what they do or why you shouldn't trust them. And you're just going to really build this positive atmosphere. And I think that is so, so important. And especially in certain relationships, it's important to extend that trust early so that you can build on it more and and really grow it. I also believe that giving someone the benefit of the doubt really promotes open communication. It's offering the benefit of the doubt will encourage open communication. When you give someone room to explain their actions without judgment, they're so much more likely to feel comfortable sharing their perspective with you. This leads to healthier dialogues, opportunities for clarifying any misunderstandings, and a chance to really resolve any conflicts together as a team and work through them. One thing that I've experienced this with in my personal life is or not even personal, I guess, but my professional life at work. Oftentimes I will come home to my husband and be like, why do people think I'm so approachable? Why do they tell me these things? And that's okay. It's usually beneficial to learn about the team members and get to know them. And I love everyone who has trusted me and does feel that I'm approachable. But I am like, why? Some of the stuff they tell me is so deep or some of the things that they come to for me, um, come to me for <laughs> is intense and it's a lot. It's a big burden to carry when you have to really be there for these team members and take care of them this way. But honestly, I am so thankful that I can be that person for them. And I find this happens in entrepreneurship as well. When you're building relationships with other vendors and you're trying to figure out how to navigate that and you want to build and build and build and scale, you need to believe in these people's intentions and give them the benefit of the doubt because that's how you are going to get somewhere. That's how you're going to make waves and make impacts. Even in this podcast recently, I know I've been talking about it. We've been doing a lot of content creation and we have a lot of guests slated for the coming months and I am so thrilled about it. But I will say that there are times when I'm like, whoa, that's heavy stuff. Like people are just think I'm so approachable and I'm a good listener and all these things. And and it can be a lot to carry. Don't let that bring you down. Don't let that overwhelm negate any positivity in your life, right? I really just try to remind myself that like if someone comes to me with that heavy stuff or someone's willing to share their story and the intimate details of it with me, I am so honored. And that's promoting that open communication and really building that trust and preserving that relationship. It's amazing that we can have this opportunity to just have open dialogue with someone and build a lasting relationship from it. And again, selfishly having a positive mind and really trusting people's intentions and leaning into the giving them the benefit of the doubt can make you feel so much better too. You can sit there and know that 
it's okay. I don't need to stress about this. I know her intentions are good. She's going to get this done. This is this and this is that. And it's good. It's easy. And this is coming from a recovering pessimistic person, like I said at the start of this episode, that it is hard to make that transition. And I think I want to do a completely separate episode on how do you start making that transition? Because I've been in that chair where I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, cool story, Katie love that you can do that. So how? How do I change my mindset? How do I think about things differently? How do I look over at so-and-so and just not assume the worst? Well, girl, I'm here for you. We can dive into that on another episode because there's so much there. It's not easy. It's not simple and there's no secret sauce, but it is so, so worthwhile. So again, as I'm wrapping up this episode, I just want to hit on how adopting a mindset that really sees the good in everything and offers people the benefit of the doubt can have a profound impact on your outlook and well-being, but also on your relationships and on your business and on your success and on your stress levels and on your livelihood and on everything so that you can have this synergy among everything that you're doing and everyone you're working with and really start to make positive impacts. So again, guys, it's not easy, but it is worth it. Okay. So drop me a line, hop into my DMs. If you need support, if you want tips on this, reach out. I can't wait for another episode when I'm able to really just dive into how you start making those small changes that become huge and impactful. Guys, until next time, please keep on diving in. Talk to you later.